It's the final crisis. I'm tempted to do the whole song because I actually do love, I, love that song. I can't song. keep going. No, I could. I really could. But uh, yes, this is. It's not the final crisis event, that's for sure, but it is the final crisis episode of our crisis month looking at DC's classic crossover of all crossovers, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I will tell you right now, uh, we're going to dive right into the story. So if you have not heard the last two episodes for some reason, I don't know how you, you somehow stumbled upon the third part of this crisis series, go back and listen to the last two episodes of the Second Print Comics podcast. Uh, by the way, I, I was so excited to get into this, I almost forgot that uh, Remzo, to introduce Remzo, who is uh, you know, joyfully singing along with me remzo hello hello how are you you, you know it's like sweet caroline <laughs> once you get to that one point you good. could be in a slasher film being hunted by jason <laughs> and as long as he whistles that tune we're, we're all coming out for the for the final part <laughs> totally. but, uh, yeah mark I, I mean just going back and like i listened to last week's episode just kind of understand where things were going before I, I i went back and read the final couple issues and like this this whole book is weirder than I remember. It's in crazy. A good way. It's like, crazy. It's crazy awesome, but like <laughs> they were really they were really taking some chances with this one. They went wild. They must it, it must have been really fun actually to, to be able to just like wipe out universes, pull over characters, slap things together, have dinosaurs in World ghost War II, ghost tank. Yeah. So um that being said, I, I think we're just gonna dive right into this thing. Uh we'll we'll skip the skip the formalities here, uh, because Hey, this thing is a big thing, and we're going to dive right in. We start in Crisis on Infinite Earths, issue number nine. We start on the planet Oa, and I, I couldn't have been happier with how this issue started. Why? Because my man Guy Gardner is is meeting with the Guardians in Oa. Remzo, I know we have discussed him before, but why don't we do it formally? Remzo, what can you tell me about Guy Gardner, the one true Green Lantern? <laughs> He's got a bowl cut, Mark. He does not in this one, though, oddly enough. I, I, I noticed he has like a, a clean cut. Maybe this is a weird other Earth version of Guy, but he usually does have a bowl cut, yes. Yeah, but he's a redhead and like redhead hey. superheroes, unless you're the Flash. You're going after everybody, the balds, the redheads. My God. The redheads aren't really people, even the sexy <laughs> ones like Black Widow. We're just, just trimming away fans every single week here, and I'm fine with it, frankly. That's what you got to do sometimes. Guy Gardner, he came in after Jon Stewart. Why does Earth get so many Green Lanterns? That's what I want to know. They're somewhere around. The, I think you're right, because John Stewart first came around in the 70s, I think. And then I think Guy Gardner showed up in the 80s at some point. So, I could be so wrong. if we're going if we're going canon and non-canon, we got Alan Scott, who's not technically a member of the Green Lantern yeah, Corps. He has a different first, kind of lantern. Yeah. Then we've got Hal Jordan. We've got Hal Jordan, who was the who basically became the Green Lantern after Abin Sur's death. Then something happens to Hal Jordan and we get uh John Stewart, who's my personally he's my favorite Green Lantern. Then then something happens again and then we get Guy Gardner. And then when Hal Jordan becomes parallax and quote dies and quote, that's when we get Kyle Rayner. Yep. And then in the mid twenty tens we got Two more male. I'm sorry. Two. We, we got, got Simon we got Baz three. and uh, Jessica. Jessica Cruz. Cruz. Jessica Cruz is pretty cool. Simon, we haven't seen him around much. Probably she is the sexiest evil. lantern. I'll say that. She, well, she is, she it's is her guy. I'm, I'm not decided yet. You know, I have a thing for guy. You're, you're, you're <laughs> Green Lantern fluid. But then we got. Then we have like some type of kid 
Green Lantern now. Like Earth, oh, there's Earth a kid is, now. Earth too? is greedy. Earth, yeah. yeah, she's she she's there. She's like twelve, but yeah. Earth is just getting greedy with these Green Lanterns. I've just kind of lost track with where they come from. Yeah, well, uh, for whatever reason, Guy Gardner has showed up and he is talking to the the Guardians of Oa here, and uh, they're kind of breaking things down for him. And they're like, "Look, we need we need your ass, Guy Gardner. We need you to be our champion." John Stewart was not available. <laughs> yeah, and I guess he. I don't know. Yeah, we couldn't find John Stewart. I guess he wasn't. I don't know. He was John a great. Stewart was pulled in by the monitor, so he's been doing like you know Legends of Tomorrow shit with everyone <laughs> and Ghost Tank, who, yeah, Ghost who Tank. has only appeared in a page so far. But I've always been hoping he'll appear back in a side. He, he will when we revive it. When we get to the one thousand dollar level on Patreon, patreoncom pod If you would like to see us revive the Ghost Tank series, thank you very much. Uh, but yes, the the Guardians they they ask him to become a Green Lantern. So I guess he had a Green Lantern ring at one point, but maybe I think they say it was called a Power Ring. So may, yeah, he says you you know now we now offer you the ring of power will you be a green lantern and he's like i've always wanted this ring so yeah so i don't know he was he had a ring before but i guess he wasn't really a green lantern he was just i don't know he was just holding it for a minute i'm not really sure he was like the national guard of green lanterns like he is but <laughs> well, but not really yeah. right? Yeah, like they're kind of like the army, but not at all. Uh, yeah. So, and he's like, no evil is going to escape this Green Lantern site. And right as he says that, Kaboa Doomy, and there's a huge explosion on Oa. There's only like the Guardians have like died. Five of the six of them have apparently died. And Guy Gardner's like, aren't you guys immortal here? He's like, well, they're uh, the one that's alive. I'm not sure. He's the one that has a name, but I forget what that name is at this at this moment. Um, but yeah, he, he basically is like, yeah, I'm, you know, antimatter changes the fucking rules here. So you now we barely survive this thing. But, you know, I, I need you. He says, go, child, go for yours is the mission of vengeance. This is, con- by the way, we get a lot of this, particularly in this uh, issue, these little asterisks that that, that uh, branch off into other, other series. So this is the point where the crisis is really becoming a crossover. Like there's so many references to other series where they take off. So this is actually all we see of Guy Gardner, the rest of this. He goes off and does some 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 vengeance of some kind for the Guardians. Uh, and I'm not really sure what that is. Maybe someday we'll look at that story. Who knows? Since I do love guy gardner i am going to probably make you do a guy gardner story at some point uh moving along god (laughs) yes get ready for it uh brainiac has collected what i'm calling his league of villains he is not calling them that um and they are just it is just crazy the the villains that are in here i think my favorite one is chemo man or is it no he's not even chemo man he's just chemo he's just this big humanoid bat of chemicals and he's not even sentient but he just goes around destroying things you're completely ignoring Catman. Catman is um he's there he's interesting um there's the who's that the they they name him later. He's the big hairy guy. Um, I don't know. I forget There's a his big animal hairy guy. Where? No, not animal man. Oh, there he is. Hey, it looks like Bigfoot. Uh, I forget what his name is. They, they mentioned him later. There are so many characters in this. It is truly like impossible. How many characters do you think actually appear in this series? Like uh, close to a thousand, maybe not a thousand. That's probably absurd, but I mean, hundreds for sure. Easily, I could probably I, look this up. You know, if if you, I, I'm you gonna could look probably up. you could probably go for thousands. No, well, close maybe to a thousand. Crisis, I mean, you count all the people who were just like killed in like other people's panels, like in the background. I mean, I'm not counting random. You know, Ghost Tank has appeared one time, Mark. He says one thing in the entire book, and he's in one panel. Imagine all the other ghost tank equivalent mofos who just got killed off randomly. This is true. Guys, you would never notice if you, if you blink twice. Anyway, I don't know. There's a lot of characters in the series is the point, so it can be tough to keep track of. Um, but yes, where was I here? Uh, yes, so uh, Brainiac is collecting his, his League of Villains, and he, he's saying, I can no longer detect our foe, that being the anti-monitor, because originally he was collecting these villains to sort of team up with the heroes, 
maybe and try to take out the anti-monitor because he was a threat to the universe, which means he's a threat to Brainiac and Brainiac's whole thing is, is surviving. Um, but, uh, so, but now, now that the anti-monitor is taken care of Brainiac's like, Hey, since I got all these villains together, this is the perfect time to strike. Cause the heroes are just all scattered about on different earths. They don't know what's going on. Uh, the, I guess, guess what they actually ended up doing. They, they somehow left three earths basically, uh, unattended. So earths three, or no, Earth 3 was one of the first ones to go. Earth 4, Earth X, and Earth S. The heroes basically all left these Earths and went to go hang out on the Earth 1, Earth 2 combo Earth if you're keeping track of the Earths at home. Um, yeah, and, oh, and there's a funny scene here uh, where the, all the villains are, are listening to Brainiac and Earth 1's Lex Luthor. Uh, when Earth 2 Lex Luthor, who is like younger with shorter red hair, I don't know if he's younger, he's about the same age with shorter red hair, um, he's like, wait one bloody second, who appointed that second right lab rat, our spokesman? And uh, and he says, I'm the Luthor of Earth, Earth 2. My genius is far greater than his. You don't need him. And then, poof, he just gets exploded. Brainiac just kills him and says farewell, because he's very polite as he destroys people uh and that's it for earth Two lex luther so uh who we hardly knew ye but one of just so many characters just bite the dust in the series it is it is freaking crazy it is absolutely crazy um let's see we go and the titans are on this is just another like we're setting up uh, another story for for titans this is for setting up new teen titans number 15 it doesn't matter this story what's the orange one's name i always forget that orange chick starfire, starfire. she is going back to her home planet um f- and bringing nightwing and there's some and her home planet aliens are like with spring to each other they're like oh she brought her lover we should tell her the truth uh i have not gone to read teen titans number 15 new teen titans number 15 to find out the truth so again Bert the, the Mark. truth is she's gonna get married off to somebody i figured something like that yeah that, yeah that's, he's that's gonna have her. to fight nightwing and long, long story short starfire's solution is what if i just marry you both oh so interesting nightwing is like uh no i ain't a cuck and he walks away and she's like please nightwing it can work out So then she ends up marrying the other guy and then the other guy dies a few issues later. And then she goes back to Nightwing and she's like, please take me back. And he's like, okay. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Inspired by Jonathan Hickman or vice versa. Jonathan Hickman made Jonathan Hickman travel back in time and inspired that, that thruple situation. Cuckolding story. Uh, Yes. We go back and uh, we see like a, a series of reporters just very casually reporting on the fact that a couple earths have merged together. This being earth one and earth two. So, you know, we see like world war one biplanes. We see dinosaurs, we see volcanoes because, because those are from some year, I guess volcanoes. And there's just all sorts of madness going on, on these merged earth. And uh, like the heroes are just kind of, Hey, we get another to be continued in firestorm. Number 42. My God, I did not know fire for firestorm. Uh, even had a book and oh no fire i knew firestorm had a book yeah i was thinking of this other character who's like fire oh firehawk yeah uh, yeah cyborg's like hey did you guys meet firehawk we met up in the jla satellites so i think firehawk is from some other earth um again it, it gets really difficult to keep track of all this uh multiversal multi-earthal uh, madness um I don't know who she was referring to here. Wonder girl mentions her boyfriend. Terry is missing. So she's going to go look with Firehawk. Yeah, that's that's setting up fire uh, firestorm at number 42. Do you know who she's referring to? Who's Terry? I have no clue. Okay, me neither. So it's the guy she met match.com. You, you stumped us, Wolfman. You stumped us. Uh, yeah, there's just I just put in my notes. Lots of crossover asterisks in this section because they're just here. Go read all these books now, please send them on. Send us money. Um, meanwhile, Alexander Luther is going to address the leaders of all five earths uh as reported by reporter clark kent which is very nice uh meanwhile back on earth one 
in World War Two. So it's like Earth One, but in World War Two, things get confusing. I just put I just put my notes. Sergeant Rock has no clue. They're just like, what the fuck happened with that thing where the heroes showed up and we were fighting dinosaurs? And that's all we see from Sergeant Rock, Sergeant Rock here. Um, so yeah, Alexander Luther is uh, yeah he's he's at the UN now uh, addressing the Earths, and he's like, look, everything's cool. He's there with Pariah and Lila, and uh, he's like, yeah, everything's cool. And Pariah's like, yeah, I don't sense anything bad happening. I always get bounced from universe to universe wherever there's evil and wherever people are about to die. So I, I think we're good here. And it's like bringing a crackhead to Thanksgiving. Yeah. You can, but why? Yeah. And then uh, this, these, these UN guys are like, how do we know this is not bullshit? Like, how do you know we're really safe here? And just as Priya is like making his case, he's like, look, I haven't disappeared in forever. Things are fine. He of course disappears. So everyone, uh, you know, freaks the fuck out at this point. Um, and, but right as he disappears, who appears in a holographic projection, but brainiac. And he basically tells everyone, yeah, while you guys were sleeping, while you guys were having this little UN meeting, we went ahead, us villains went over and we took over Earth 4, Earth X, and Earth S. Now to recap, I'm not sure what Earth 4 is. Earth 4 is, is summer. I think the Earth 4 is the Charlton universe, which is uh, Blue Beetle and and, and friends. Uh, Earth X is again where World War II like never ended. So we have Uncle Sam and um, all those cats. The What are they called? The Patriots of some kind? Something like that. They're dead, so. Uh, no, nah, well, Uncle Sam lives. I don't know if they, yeah, there's there's probably a few of them that died. Well, they're dead to us. They're dead to us, that's for sure. Uh, and Earth S, which is the home of the Marvel family, um, which, uh, yeah, some of them survive. I, th- I, I don't think, I don't know. Do all of them survive or some of them survive? I don't know. I know Captain Marvel does. Uh, Shazam. Uh, and basically, yeah, and then Lex Luthor's like, yep, I'm here too. And uh, yeah, not only that, we're going to, I'm going to rule earth one and earth two. So we already fucked over your other planets, but I'm going to rule over these two earths. That's the deal we made. I hope that's cool with everybody. It's not cool with everybody. And we see a couple heroes, an odd couple of heroes, I would say spring to action. The first one, not so odd. The first one is, is a uh, Clark Kent takes off his, uh, his blazer. Always got that Superman outfit underneath. He takes off to go uh, do some superhero stuff. We also see this other guy, uh, Jack Ryder who turns into the creeper. Let's give this one a roll. Renzo, what can you tell me, if anything at all, about the creeper? <laughs> I don't know. We stumped him. We stumped him again. We stumped him again. We're stumping you a lot in this one, but I don't blame you because this is insane. A lot of things are possible in the crisis, Mark. Yes, that's true. Just about everything is possible. Uh, I don't know much about the creeper either, but he, he's just really, really weird looking. He's got is long he red hair. I, I guess he's acting like a hero. He's acting like he wants to, you know, stop bad things from happening. But with a um, thong? That's possible. Yeah. Thong. Got, like, yeah. He's this weird. <laughs> he got this weird. Stri- is that a boa or his hair? I can't tell. It's weird. Whatever. It's it is. like it comes out of his armpits and wraps around his back like a troubled lion's mane. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm impressed or horrified. He's just. He's just, he's there. Yeah, we then see uh, Earth 2 Superman, who is the older Superman, along with Power Girl, who is like, an, I still I'm, I still get so confused about the Power Girl, Supergirl thing. She is an alternate version of Supergirl, but like she's not actually Supergirl. I don't know. It's weird. It's confusing. It's comic stuff. She's Supergirl, but thick. But thick. <laughs> that is actually, that, uh, that's exactly accurate. That's not accurate. two C's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they're trying to break through this wall between Earth Two and Earth Four uh, to get you know to go you know fight these villains or whatever, but that's just not working. Uh, so Lila and Jay Garrick, she grabs Jay Garrick. She's like, "Hey, we got to go find someone." They go grab Wally West, um, and they go take him to rebuild the cosmic treadmill. He's like, "Hey, you went on the cosmic treadmill once with Barry Allen." He's like, "Yeah, I did." So of course I can fucking build it. <laughs> it's absurd. It's like thinking I could drive a car because I rode in a Porsche once, uh, and or I could build a car. I mean. Um, oh, 
by the way, uh, Wildcat is still here. That's just in my notes, just in case anybody forgot. As are the Metal Men. Uh, man, there. As is the new Doom Patrol. Man, there are just heroes, heroes galore here from a variety of universes. Uh, but yes, they do rebuild in record time. Well, they are speedsters, so I guess we can use that explanation. Uh, they build a new cosmic treadmill, and Jay Garrick, along with young Wally West, run for their lives. Uh, and eventually, um, yeah, they uh, they break through. They break. This is how that. This is basically what the heroes are going to use to get to the other Earths to battle um, Brainiac and, and Lex Luthor's, uh, you know, kind of League of Villains. Um, at this point, we kind of just get a, just a, a bunch of battles over a series of pages between a whole bunch of random heroes versus random villains on random Earths. Uh, Earth S has been like frozen by like Killer Frost and Captain Cold and all the cold ones. Uh, we see some battles in Atlantis. Um, there are just a, a battles of galore here as uh, the heroes of all the Earths battle the here the villains of all of those same Earths. Uh, we even get an appearance from uh, Jason Woodrew, my old pal Jason Woodrew, uh, the Floronic Man from who uh, we may remember from uh, that. This actually takes place after this, I guess, in chronology, or is it before? No, it's before this. That was like eighty three, yeah, uh, when he was in the the Alan Moore Swamp thing. That's earlier. I always forget how early in the eighties that that series was. But uh, one of my favorites that we will certainly be returning to uh, at some point. Maybe pretty soon, actually, because it's been a while since we did that first Swamp Swamp Thing episode. It's been a while since you talked about me, Swamp Thing. There's there's my, my horrendous Alan Moore impression coming back. Yeah, smoke more. I think that's I the smoke key more. to a good Alan Moore. Yes, correct. Uh, let's see. So yeah, Earth S is frozen, and yeah, there's just pages and pages. Of, there's probably like 10, 15 pages of just you know crazy, crazy fighting here uh, amongst the various Earths. And uh, Brainiac and Luther are up in like Brainiac Space Station, and they're chatting. They're like, honestly, I don't even give a shit who wins right here because no matter what happens, uh, me and you, buddy, we're gonna rule the whole fucking thing anyway. So whatever the heroes win, we'll just conquer those fucking heroes. They'll be so devastated from this battle. The villains win, cool. They're already on our side. Uh, and right as they're um, you know, it's kind of just you know, cackling about their little plan here. Brainiac explodes. And who is it? Who is it that appears the most no nothing fucking villain ever? His name is Simon. We saw him earlier. And that is how we end issue nine with Simon having taken out Brainiac and is threatening Lex Luthor to be next. My, my, my. Uh, it's really funny. Some of the guys that have that have some semi major sort of major, but not really roles in this crisis. But that's it for issue nine, Remzo. I am wild stuff. I went ahead and like flipped through my book, and now I'm like a few random pages away from where we just were. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I blazed through the fight backs. scenes because it was just it was just so much. Yeah, so th- this next issue is going to be really fast, but here's the reason why. Uh, I, I, I gotta give credit to the artwork because issue to issue, everything has been pretty succinct. But the way they kind of tell the story, I love how I love how this is based off yeah. how they want to go ahead and tell it. So for this issue, um, what they did was they basically have two parallel stories. One is a parallel story in which I think, and they don't explicitly say, is that Lois Lane? Which one? Who's, oh no, it's Lila. Yeah, she's writing like the the monitor files. She's basically taking all his data. And like writing a fucking novel so, about so it. So basically, Lila, Lila, yeah, Lila. <laughs> basically, what she's doing is she's going to basically chronicle everything that has happened because as she's able to transcend all the multiverses, she's hoping that at some point they will succeed. But who will tell the story of what happened? Who will have an understanding of who is good, who is evil, and everything that has created this new existence for however many Earths are left? 
So you've got that story in black and white throughout the bottom tread of the book. So it's like a newspaper comic strip. Mm -hmm. While on top, you've just got like this cacophony of fighting. And long story short, I'm going to kind of blaze through this. But Lila's basically giving a summary throughout the um, the entire issue and she's basically starting from when the beginning of the monitor's time of monitoring to where they're going so if let's say you were at the newsstands when this was coming out and you picked up this book and you collected nothing prior to this you might be a little confused but don't worry because everyone else kind of reading this would be kind of confused but what well, they basically yeah. did reading was it like, only helps a little <laughs> Yeah, I call it like the first Bendis block because comics nowadays, especially all the Marvel books, the first page is always a summary of the last issue. Well, this is basically Lila um, summarizing everything that has happened up until this point. Mm-hmm. So understand that's happening at the bottom. It's a lot of text. It's a lot of exposition, but it's nothing that we haven't gone and done in a much more entertaining way. The last two parts of this crisis series on SPC. So I'm going to leave that for you. And I'm just going to go ahead and blaze through the top stuff because we see some murder. So basically, <laughs> Simon, who is about to get his gangster on, is about to kill Lex Luthor. And next thing you know, freaking brainiac blows up his head what? entirely but i but thought he, he was like, dead. shatters his exposed brain and he's he's down That's it's sick. um it's pretty freaking violent anyway what we see is we see uh Kamadi on earth one yeah ba- basically started- simon like knows nothing about brainiac he just killed his one body but brainiac's like yeah this whole ship is me so i just had it make another body this guy like, this guy's gotta do his research next time yeah. So, well, so basically no, what's time. happening is um, Brainiac and Luther and their teams, they're at the point where they're like, listen, there are only so many Earths left. So we're just going to invade the hell out of everything. So on Earth one, uh, you've got the giant. Uh, who, who Who is the giant? Chemo? Is That's it chemo? chemo. Yeah. All right. Chemo, chemo. chemo. Well, yeah. That's, he's okay, on. Yeah. Well, he's just burning Earth for to, to smithereens. Yeah, he, he's just he's just like setting shit on fire. And it's not it's 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 pretty horrifying. He's like a Japanese kaiju. Meanwhile, we go over elsewhere and we see that uh, Garth Aqualad, his his girlfriend has basically been murdered, which kind of sucks. And uh, then we go over elsewhere on Earth Four, New York City, and we see that Black Adam is like destroying Hawk and Dove, and he just beat the shit out of uh, out of Robot Man, and their uh, their challengers. I'm sorry, no, they're not the challengers. They're Doom Patrol. Yeah, basically, Doom Patrol's getting their ass kicked. By the Black new Adam. Doom Patrol. The new Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, because they actually like to remind you of the new right. like new Teen Titans. Everything's new right now. Yeah. Yeah, on uh, on Earth S, things aren't going any better. You've got Doctor Savannah, you've got Despero. They're all out trying to do evil shit. But lo and behold, the Martian Manhunter shows up, and, uh, and he's one pissed. Of the other, yeah, like at this point, everyone's just in a grudge match. Everyone's so feeling pretty start, grumpy about the whole situation now. Yeah, then you've got uh, Silver. I think that's her name from the uh, um, from the Metal Men, and they're trying to save Billy Batson. 
Captain Marvel. So now he's able to scream Shazam and he's all jacked as F now. I like that a lot of these heroes are because for a lot of them, it's the first time they're meeting each other because they're from different universes. Like like Captain Marvel was from a totally I forgot the name of the comic company that used to own uh, the Captain Marvel character. But uh, but yeah, now he's being brought into these universes. Wiz Comics. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, but like Captain Adam's like, hey, or no, not Captain Adam, the Adam. He's like, hey, hey, I'm the Adam. Uh, I was told to take your your like uh, your muzzle, your gag off. I don't know why. And he's like, I'm I'm not just some kid shazam oh no but he says this is when oh, this is before he said shazam he just says i'm captain marvel oh no he did say shazam yeah no he says shazam yeah, but yeah. it's never in like a word bubble it's yeah. like shazam it's like it echoes yeah shazam is a christmas movie by the way yes I've, we've been over this yes I <laughs> i'm gonna to try to convince my wife to watch it with me and, and pitch it as a christmas movie hey here, hey want to watch a christmas movie you've never seen it's ramzo's favorite how do you say shazam in spanish we're gonna watch shazamo uh, we're gonna we're Shazam-o, gonna we're gonna watch. I'm gonna try to get her to watch Shazam and Iron Man three back to back on Christmas. Let's there see. you go, and then she's gonna be like American culture. Um, <laughs> anyway, on Earth X, you've got Batman, and uh, I don't. You you could see you could see somebody just getting zapped in the background. It's like you look at half these characters, and it's just like yeah, it's here. it's hard to tell who's even dying in some of these on some of these yeah. panels. Oh, you see Speedy. I think this is uh, after he was addicted to heroin. So yes. I don't know. If that was in the seventies, I think. So yeah, he's yeah, he's apparently he's recovered. I don't think he's going to be as useful. Oh, right the now. Shaggy Man. That's who I was talking about earlier. Um, they're That's like his name. Yeah, they're the Shaggy Man, and they say he's not even alive. Like he's just like they, I can't stop him. The Shaggy Man's not even alive. So I don't know what the Shaggy Man is. I, I'm actually uh, talk say some things. I want to find out some more about the Shaggy Man. Yeah, so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep going. But basically, you've got everyone fighting across these Earths. Remember a few issues back, we have the Spectre. He was freaking out because all the fabric of space time was falling apart. Well, he goes into like giant watcher mode and he's able to speak across the cosmos, across all the earths. And he's like, he's a synthetic human. He is synthetic humanoid created by some crazy scientist. That's about as far man, as I need DC to go to must it. have been getting lazy of characters. Yes. Anyway, the specter screams, stop. You must cease this mindless battle for while you all fight. The end of the universes is at hand. Hear the word of the specter. You must all know what you must do. The anti monitor still lives and now he seeks all the destruction of all life he has fled from this era retreated to the past before life evolved before the earth was formed he has traveled to a to the very dawn of time itself from there he will change the course of all time no longer will there be positive matter there will be antimatter and the antimatter will prevail all earths all universes all life will be eliminated so while everyone was out being a dick to each other the <laughs> antimatter came back a while back as we remembered and he's like you know what i'm just gonna go prime earth which is earth one and i'm just gonna kill everyone and everything and at this point you know the, the specter's just like while your foe remained in the antimatter universe i was powerless but i saw i observed the monitor recruited all people heroes and villains not to fight amongst themselves but to combine their awesome powers and at this point the specter's just basically like listen y'all gotta go to this antimatter verse where this prime <laughs> earth is and you gotta stop this shit or everyone's gonna die that means you won't ever be able to live long enough to get your hair implants lex luther thanks Thing. <laughs> so now everyone is like, you know what? It's kind of hard to take over planets or save people when everyone is dead, including us. So they basically get their shit together. And there's a sweet moment when we see old Earth 2 Lois and Earth 2 Superman, mm. you know, like getting together and hoping that 
they'll be able to see each other again after this. And then out of nowhere, we see this kid fly down. He's wearing a Superman suit. And he's like, uh, please, I'm Superboy from Earth Prime. You've got to bring me too. And they're just like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, kid. Sure. Like, we don't know you, but you do have that costume and you seem to have powers. So, all right. Well, we'll take another one. So at this point, uh, Lex Luthor and Brainiac and everyone, all, all the characters have basically teamed up who have magnetism and stuff. And they're basically getting together to create a portal using, um, you know, like so the speed force and all other DC science shit with magnetic fields to try and get to the antimatter verse. Oh yeah. They're actually, they're not, not only are they, are they at earth one, they're at the, they had to go back to the dawn of the universe because like, that's the only, that's where, that's where the antimonitor went. He was like, Oh, I'll go back to the dawn of the universe and eat everything then. So none of this shit ever even happens. So that's where they go to stop him to clarify. Yeah. So meanwhile, all the, all those heroes led by all the supermen and random Superboy, they decide to go ahead and fight him. So they, they get to the antimatter verse and they see, the the anti-monitor doing his shit so they start fighting meanwhile i guess another i hate to actually you too much they're not actually in the anti they actually are in the pot the prime universe at this point right they're in the positive matter universe yeah. in earth one not not in it's the not is it an anti-matter I universe ha- no this is the regular positive universe at this point okay well fuck I believe, science i believe um anyway <laughs> we're debating so they're, debating they're, they're fake all, science here but yeah they're they're all fighting and next thing you know freaking uh pariah shows back up because he's fucking useless like usual and he's like no you can't do this you can't stop him somebody stop him and you know the anti-modders like all oh, life will be destroyed after 10 billion years i shall be victorious i feel a force resisting me though who dares and it's it's a specter and he's come back like a giant and he's like dragging the um the anti-modder through space and time and what this basically does is this causes a giant seismic shift at this point, you see everyone like freaking out. Wondering I, I have to clear. I just have to clarify just Jesus. to, okay. I, I'm sorry, but it's, it's, it's intricate and I want all the intricacies. There's the other, this is like where the villain. So there's they're basically, they're going to two different places in time. They're going to the dawn of time where the antimatter monitor has retreated to, to like do on anti monitor shit. At the same time, they're going to another point in the past on Oa where that guy Krona like looked at the dawn of time and saw this hand and like started this whole thing. So they're going to these two events events that were told to us, I think back in uh, issue seven. So it's these two moments in time at the, in these two places in time that, that are, are the events that sort of created this thing because Pariah was also looking at the dawn of time. So basically Pariah saw the monitor and like pulled the anti monitor into the universe just and, and as, just as Krona saw the beginning of time and saw the hand of the monitor. So basically it's, it's one of those time loop things where the monitor being at the dawn of time, uh, caught, you know, the, people went to go look at the dawn of time. These two people, Pariah and Krona and anti-monitor reached through those portals. And that's how he brought himself into the universe and started the fucking crisis. So I, that's why I wanted to clarify it. Cause it is an important uh, thing to y'all think I'm just being lazy. I'm just tired. <laughs> it's just a lot. No, it's complicated, man. Okay. So basically that shit happens <laughs> and it works out, I guess, because the next page shows a merging of the worlds. And I want to read this part because now we don't really know who's narrating. It's somebody mysterious. So cold and dark for so very long. Then even the burning light was imperceptible. 
imperceptible. Imperceptible. That's a SAT word. <laughs> In the beginning, there were many, a multiversal infinitude. But then the light grew and the multiverse shuddered and the darkness screamed as much in pain as in relief. For in that instant, a new universe was born. And you see this giant single Earth. This is the first time I've only seen one Earth instead of a whole bunch of Earths colliding into each other. A, multi- a universe with mighty worlds orbiting burning suns. A universe reborn at the dawn of time. What had been so many became one. Are you in a trade back? Yes. Okay, because you just jumped into issue 11, which is, which is my issue. Oh, I will, <laughs> which I is will fine. There. We've we've been we've been alternating uh, just for uh, you know save our, our sake of our sanity. So I, I can. Is, I, this is crazy. Is that a cover? Then does that show that you as a cover? The correct. Let me see. I, I took I took the. E, that is a yes. That is a, that is a cover of that issue. Yep. Oh man, it just mm-hmm. this is the first time it's been on the left side. So I just yeah. thought it was it was them doing something fancy. Okay, because yeah, yeah. because yeah. sh- bam, I'm using my own word now. And suddenly we're on crisis issue eleven. Before you even know it, we are nearing the home stretch. But yes, Ramzo set it up perfectly. Uh, the Earths have merged into one universe, and we're gonna see how that all plays out because we get uh, we see. Earth 2, the older Clark Kent Superman waking up, going, he's like, oh, what the hell happened? I had this weird dream where, we were, where the multiverse was collapsing and we fought this anti-monitor thing and, oh, that was weird. Oh, well, time to go to work. And, and he, you were there and you were there and you were there too. <laughs> yeah, so he he heads to work at the Daily, uh, it's the planet, right? I always confuse the, the planet and the bugle. Yeah, the planet, it's planet in DC. Goes to work at the Daily Planet and he's like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like he sees Perry White and Perry White's like, what are you doing here, man? Who the hell are you? And he's like, Perry White, what am I on Earth one? Like, what? I guess there's no Perry White on Earth two. I don't know. And then um, regular Clark Kent shows up and like, hey, it's my uncle Clark. Uh, I was named after him. Hey, everybody, this is it's it's just as dumb as people not knowing Clark Kent is Superman because the glasses is not knowing that this is the same fucking guy, like, like 20 years older with like gray hair. But whatever, it's comics and we're going to just uh, roll along with this one. Um, and uh, yeah, so Superman and Superman go off. They're like, we don't, what's going on here? How are we both in the same earth? Like, what the fuck? Ha- like, because no one knows what, knows what happened. Last thing, thing they know, they're battling the anti monitor, and then here we are, all on the same earth together. Um, so yeah, Superman, as they're flying, old soup, he's got to give soups a regular, regular soups, Earth One Superman, some shit here, and just tells him to pop the damn question to Lois. He's like, yeah, yeah, all right. I, he's like, I've seen you too. I, I think I'll keep it, keep it as is, but thanks a don't lot. Don't be such a p- 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 pussy, Clark. Yeah, they also discuss how, like, there were reports on the news that Supergirl died in some battle, but without specifics. So there's just, like, weird things going on. Like, Supergirl existed, and she did die, but they don't really have details about how. So it's like, the events seem to have happened, but most of the world doesn't seem to really know that any of this stuff stuff happened. Um, Very opposite of what happened in the, you know, in the wake of death metal, when suddenly everyone in the universe knew about the multiverse. But that's a whole other thing that we'll get into someday. Um, So they go to... this shit's complicated? Oh, yeah, just get ready. Okay. I'm actually so excited to go through all these crisis events because they actually just get more insane and make things more confusing. But a lot of them are fun along the way. So we'll get there. I, I'm a fan of Infinite Crisis, which we'll probably do. That'll probably be the next event we do like this. I would say it's a pretty much a direct sequel. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they go to uh, find Jay Garrick, who does know them. He's like, oh, yeah, Earth 2 Superman. I know you. I know both these Supermans. Uh, I was in the JLA. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we got to go get the Cosmic Treadmill 
again because we don't know what's going on anymore. And they're like, I think they're saying like, oh yeah, it's like there's no Earth two anymore, but we're here on this Earth, but we exist. Like, what the fuck's going on? So they're gonna go get the cosmic treadmill um, in order to go over to Earth two because they they still think there is an Earth two. So uh, the two flashes, well, they get Wally West too, and so Jay Garrick, Wally West, and so two flashes and two Supermans walk into a bar, uh, go onto a cosmic treadmill, and they go to Earth two, or so they try to, but they just are met with a void of nothingness. There's just nothing fucking there. And this is when Earth two Superman uh, really like has the realization. He's like, oh, like this doesn't exist anymore. Earth two doesn't fucking exist. I fucking left my goddamn wife saying I'll be right back from the store, honey, to go fight the anti monitor. And now it doesn't fucking exist. So he's he's having a hard time once you realize once he really realizes what's going on here. Uh, but basically, yeah, basically what happened is all the heroes that were there at the dawn of time, they remember, um, you know, they 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 remember the battle and they were there. Um, but they're the only ones that remember because they were there at the dawn of time. And that's where everything changed. So everything from that point was just this one universe combined, except the all the heroes who happened to be present at that battle with the anti monitor back at the dawn of time. Uh, they all remember that event because they were there at the dawn of time. Does that make sense to you, Remzo? In comics, it does. I'll buy it. We'll take it. Uh, some heroes find like a, a dead uh, body of, of Brainiac and they, um, you know, so we'll get back to that. They end up reviving him and, and something happens that I'll, I'll circle back to. Uh, meanwhile, guess who's back? Back again. Harbinger's back. Everyone's favorite multiversal hero or sometimes villain or we don't even know what she is. Again, to recap the ridiculousness of Harbinger, she is all multiversal versions of Lila turned into one now. And so maybe since there's only one Earth now, all the multiversal Lila's are back as Harbinger. I don't fucking know because there's also Lila writing the Anti-Monitor Chronicles or whatever. So... I don't know what's going on, but whatever. I, I will so say, I just go crazy. And then they go write a best-selling novel, like eat, pray, love or something. <laughs> we'll get to this in the review. I love this story though, generally, but there's a couple characters that I just could do have done without. And those characters are certainly Pariah and Lila. I think I, I just, I can't stand either of them. They were just created for the story. And I don't know if either of them do anything ever again. Um, but I, I feel like this all could have been done without these pointless, annoying characters, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, that's my rant about that. Uh, moving along, though. Uh, yeah, so char- different characters are trying to figure out kind of what's going on still. Huntress tells her little story of going to her apartment and then seeing a different name on it and realizing she doesn't even exist in this world. Now, Huntress is Helena Wayne. She is the daughter of Bruce Wayne from Earth 2, uh, not from Earth 1. So on this on Earth 1, there's no Helena Wayne, except there is Helena Wayne because she exists. She's like, I looked myself up like there's no record of me existing. No one knows who I am. Uh, my dad, like Bruce Wayne never had a kid, all this stuff and yet here I am. So there's there's weird stuff where these heroes were carried over, but there's like no history of them existing in these universes. Um, let's see. So yeah, uh, we, there's also an old Dick Grayson. Uh, he's from Earth 2 as well. So they're kind of they're kind of uh, sharing in their sorrows over the loss of Earth 2. Um, that makes Elena feel better than old Dick. <laughs> hey, old Dick is comforting. That, that, that is for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, and the Harbinger is basically telling the story of what's going on. She's like, look, whatever shit happened in the past there with Monitor, Anti-Monitor, everything got reset now there's just one earth one past one future one timeline so we get a new history lesson and she just goes for the beginning of time again just goes through like various events various wars so now we kind of are seeing this new timeline so in this new timeline god what do they call oh the freedom fighters uncle sam and the freedom fighters did exist in this new timeline they 
fought in World War II, as did Sergeant Rock. So all these characters from different universes are here now. And even even um, Uncle Sam is like, well, what do you mean? We were in Earth. We're from Earth X. Like, this doesn't make sense. He's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's comics. So just deal with it. Uh, that's basically what Harbinger says. She's like, yeah, there never was an Earth X, but you went back in time and were there at the dawn of time. So now you exist. Okay, whatever. We get it. Uh, we see some new history here. This is when, so I'm not sure what changed here. So what was the story before? Because in this version, they, they show like, and this is meant to show like something different that happened is that they, you know, Batman's parents got shot in an alleyway. Was there at some point, was there like an alternate version of that origin story? No, I think I'm not sure. Or maybe the point of this is just that they're saying there was one Batman here. Cause they're just saying this. Cause maybe the earth Two Batman had a different story. Whereas this is like the earth one Batman story. That might be what, what? I, yeah, there's, I don't there's, know got, there's an indicator. It just says one Batman, one, one, only one. Oh yeah. I think it's to basically show that this is in, it's, it's the retread of the new timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're just well, going. I, okay. Through. Okay. So this is my guess. When they went ahead and did the first one in Batman's first appearance in detective comics, it was a guy holding a revolver. Whereas okay. this guy appears to be holding a Magnum. <laughs> okay. So that's the update. So, I mean, <laughs> the weapon he's wielding. <laughs> How many times must the Waynes must die? Still too many. More. We have to do crisis on infinite earth so we can change the gun. <laughs> that's what that's Marvel Wolf and at the pitch meeting. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're just basically getting some updated, an updated history. Listen. Well, yeah, I mean, because they show, cause they show the pod escaping Krypton too, right above that. Right. And there's only one and this right. And this is when there's like, there's only one Krypton and it's not, it's Kal L not Kal L single L. And this is when earth Two Superman really breaks down. He's like, Oh, Oh, I know. I know. Okay. I know one thing. This is showing that, uh, Batman is at least nine years older than Superman. Okay. This is getting, this is getting a similar towards a, uh, you know, a situation like that where Batman is more of the mentor and less of the up and comer around the same time mm. as Superman. Okay. I'll buy that one. Let's take that one. And I'm grasping it. at crisis. Like on infinite Earth straws here, Mark. It works to me. Uh, yeah, but this is where earth through Superman, like really loses it. He's like, yeah, this is where I kind of mentioned this earlier, but it's really right here where he just flips out. He's like, I left my fucking wife for this shit. Now my earth doesn't even exist. And he just takes off and regular Superman's like, I'll stop him. So he's, he's going to take off after him. Um, there's some weird shit that happens here that I never really understood. There's like a murder mystery going on, uh, in Las Vegas. It's, it, oh, I, 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 this is what it is. They find the body of what's his name of, of, of uh, Corrigan, James Corrigan, who's the specter. And I think, yeah, I think this, I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm actually really confused about this murder mystery thing, but I think it has something to do with the specter. Cause there's, it's all seems to be the same scene where what's his name? Phantom stranger and the demon. Who's the guy with the D on his, on his like a uh, belt. It's not dead man. I know it is dead man. Yes. It is that, dead man. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Have confidence in yourself. Remzo. You know more than you realize. Dead man for $500. Uh, anyway, um, there's a bunch of weird shit happening. Dr. Occult does some shit, um, and I'm not really sure why, but we, we do find out there is a meaning to whatever Dr. Occult is doing later. Um, and we also meet, uh, they, there's also this, uh, so this is when the shadow creatures start coming back, the shadow demons. So just when they think, all right, well, maybe uh, we're just on one earth now, and it's kind of weird, but at least like that, those guys are gone. But nope, they're back. And uh, this one chick is fighting them. Um, she's from Gem World. I'm not sure. I think... I think she is like an 80s cartoon that they own the rights to too like uh 
jamming the top fucking holograms or some shit. I don't know. I don't know, but she's another one that got pulled over from another universe. Um, so yeah, weird shit is happening here and the, the shadow creatures are back. And again, we're just, we're just headed back into chaos. Now all these characters on various different earths are now, uh, kind of like battling, uh, these, uh, these shadow creatures again. Um, so it's just, it's just all happening again. Oh, yeah, basically, uh, Earth to Superman is is flipping out while regular Clark is is trying to you know, console him. And he's like, look, it seems only those of us who stood at the dawn of time remember there was ever a multiverse. It will take time to forget. So he's basically like, don't worry. You'll probably eventually forget about your old wife from that other universe. It's all good. Uh, meanwhile, on Themyscira, some heroes are going there. And we also see t- there's two Wonder Womans that meet each other. There's like a young Diana and a new an older Wonder Woman, because this is also they're rec- reconciling the multiple origins of, wo- of Wonder Woman here like in one and one of the universes she was born and was like you know the daughter of zeus or something and another universe she was like made of clay i I think the clay one is the one they end up going back to here but uh yeah it's 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 all confusing um and then we also this is how we find out that uh like the villains don't remember anything and this is how they figure out why uh because like batman goes to luther and he likes luther in jail and he's like man that was crazy how you helped us battle the anti-monitor and he's like what the fuck you talking about man Uh, yeah yeah good one batman whatever not gonna catch me in this lie uh in, in this little scheme of yours. Uh, and so he doesn't remember the shit at all. Uh, so they're like, that's when they realize like, okay, it's just us that were there. Like it's these, these even the villains who were involved in this thing over on Oa at a different point in time. Uh, they don't remember any of the shit. It's only those of us that were there uh, at the dawn of time. Um, and then also power girl is like, why does anyone even know who I am? And, and I'm thinking the exact same thing. Um, let's see. We also see gorilla city again. King Solovar. He did not die before. He was just, he was just horribly injured in the, in the first, in the, the crisis three or it's a new earth and that's why he's alive whatever it's hard to keep track at this point but the shadow demons are attacking there uh we also see these like splunkers i don't know who they are cave carson i don't know if he's a is he a comic character of something Cave carson has a cybernetic eye you've never seen that what is that from Cave Carson is a he's a comic book. Character. I do remember he, Cave Carson a, has a cybernetic eye thing. Is that yeah? yeah they that. made a whole they made a whole bunch of like short cartoons on like Cartoon Network. They were like you know a minute long or something like that. And I think they did a Vertigo like they, series they, too. See, I have that full run. That is one of the best full runs I've ever collected. Really? Well, we should. Uh, I, I love Cave Carson. It has a cybernetic eye. When did that come out? Can that be um, what Mark missed? I mean, yes. I, did, I missed it either way. So it, it came out like 2012, 2013. Okay. I was, that, I, was that qualifies. Like, I was like a freshman in college when cave Carson came out because I, I remember wanting to get it, but then I couldn't because I was doing army shit. And then at awesome con 2018, I went ahead and bought every single issue. Wow. All right. It's awesome. The world's foremost cave Carson fan. Yeah, well that's him. Anyway, before he had a cybernetic guy, he was just a, sp- just a common spelunker and he, him and these other guys uh, found an antimatter, uh, just a whole bunch of antimatter in the middle of the earth. And they're kind of freaking out about that. Understandably. They're like, Hey, call the Titans. That's the first people I think to call the teen Titans. How about the justice league? I mean, how about go, 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 go higher here. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, fucking goddamn pariahs disappearing again. Of course he, of course he is. Um, and, uh, Kenny, of the DC universe. There's been like a background story this whole time between uh, Lady Quark and Pariah where, you know, she's the only survivor of her Earth. Like all the other characters were wiped out and she's like pretty pissed at Pariah because they found out Pariah is the one that like started this whole thing with, the, you know, looking into the past, seeing the anti-monitor. But then they later in the last issue realize the anti-monitor did this anyway. He just did it back in time. And so it's not really his fault. So then they made up for him. So she is actually like she's she's like wanted to kill him this whole time. But then this issue, he's disappearing and she's like, 
Pariah, what happened? Oh my God. And she's like actually upset that he's disappearing. So there's it's been like a Stockholm syndrome. That's oh, a nice little character. I don't blame Pariah. I mean, I, I hate Pariah. But don't get me wrong. He's really annoying. Uh, but you know, it, he didn't do it. It is what we realized. It was all, all of this was the anti man monitors doing the whole time. Um, so it's a nice little, nice little story arc with lady quark. She's got a heart of gold that quark. But anyway, um, there's some crazy shit happening. The shadow demons are coming back and basically this new earth, um, gets swallowed into the anti matter universe. And, um, these two supermen, I'm not sure how they exactly got. Oh yeah. They, cause they were like, had flown into space. So they are basically inside the anti monitor universe and they are seeing just the, the, the head of the anti monitor. Um, and he just says, welcome to my universe. Welcome to your doom as the anti monitor is facing down an old Superman and a young Superman as we head into our finale, the final crisis, or at least the final crisis of this crisis. But Remzo, I'll let you take me home. Take us home. So basically all those random other characters like Rip Hunter and Dolphin and Animal Man and Atomic Knight, people you'll never definitely see in a DC film anytime soon. They're still on Brainiac's ship trying to figure out like what's going on? How's this guy just like floating around? Is he dead? Is Brainiac dead? And long story short, Brainiac is basically kind of dead, but um, he's been reset. So basically, Brainiac isn't going to just start murdering everybody. Meanwhile, um, we see both. Yeah, he's like nice Brainiac now. Yeah, he's 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 all right. He, this, this Brainiac sort of. is a good good dude for now. So basically both Superman freaking out. They fly back to Metropolis and they're standing on this roof as they can see the outline of the anti-monitor. Basically he's gained like specter level omnipotence. So this dude is everywhere. And at this point, all the heroes are looking up as they're basically like, oh shit, we didn't end it. We didn't end this guy. Um, meanwhile, uh, basically Elijah's back. So Elijah is basically like, listen, I've got to take you guys elsewhere so we can go back and figure this out. So now Elijah is collecting all the heroes that she knows were at the dawn of time who know what's going on. Um, meanwhile, things are just going crazy again. We see that the darkness is alive as the anti-monitor screams and we see all those shadow people, the shadow demons coming back and they're just causing havoc and things are almost worse now than they were before. We have a whole bunch of heroes trying to save people, trying to fight these things and it's just not really working out. Meanwhile, everyone's going back to try and see what they could do about the specter, but the specter's in like a coma. Um, at this point, you know, they, they've gotten everyone back together who remembers what was going on before the earth smerged. And at this point, what they realize is that in order to basically fight the anti-monitor, they're going to basically have to somehow like push him out of existence or some weird shit like that. I, that's the best way I can explain it with my like, you know, public school education knowledge. But what ends up happening is, um, what you didn't learn, you didn't take antimatter studies. I must have missed that part, but if I knew it was this cool, I would have definitely paid more attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, they're going back to the one place. It should time. be a science textbook. <laughs> there, there, That's uh, going to be my course. I'm going to teach science via <laughs> crisis on infinite earth. Um, basically, uh, Brainiac is going to the one place in the, in the universe where they can get some answers as to how to actually like defeat the anti-monitor. So everyone on Brainiac's ship is like, okay, where are we going? And Brainiac's like, don't worry about it. We've already arrived. And as they step out, it's the planet apocalypse and they see Darkseid there. And Darkseid is just like, you know, he, he sat out this whole thing. He's Mm -hmm. just like, oh, look, things are working out for me now. I gotta admit, I, I popped hard when I saw when I saw Darkseid again because 
they did tease him. I think he's in one panel early on and then you, you kind of forget about him. And then it's just to bring him back in issue 12 is just like, oh shit, goddamn right. Dark side's here. Of course he is. You can't have a multiversal crisis event without dark side playing a crucial role. Yes. And like I said, they're, they're going to dark side because he knows apparently the ultimate secret, something that has to do with his anti-life equation that can ultimately kill the anti-monitor. We go, we go back to earth and we see that Hawk and Dove are still trying to go around saving people. But, uh, you know, things, things must shadow creatures or Hawk is a Hawk that dies. No dove dove dies. Because people like Hawk. No one ever liked Dove. Yeah, so, so Hawk can get his solo series, finally. <laughs> yeah, so so basically, Dove dies and no one gives a shit. Except Hawk, who's screaming, Dove! And Dove is dead. So Dove is dead. They're back in uh, Salem at Dr. Fate's castle, where they're basically trying to find a way to... Um, we, we find out later. We don't actually know what they're doing right here, but it's something... Some magic shit. It's Dr. Occult and some Green Lanterns, and there's a bunch of energy, and they're just doing some shit, and they will, it'll come back in a bit yeah so so basically what ends up happening is they're still at that place on earth pro uh, they, they, they've gone they've gone to that area of where it was earth prime but now it's part of this new earth it's where the last the quote last battle took place what they're doing is they're they're there and they're still trying to find a way if they can somehow reach the anti-monitor meanwhile what they end up finding is psycho pirate yes that's right psycho pirate is alive and he's basically gone crazy so kid flash uh well uh Wally West runs over and he's like, uh, guys look over there. Well, yeah, it was right before that, that the flash appeared again too, like, uh, like Barry Allen flash. And then they saw oh, yeah, like, like, like as a ghost or something like you see him, but like, it's, but I think it was like that it was flash. Cause I think like when flash died in the other, ep- in the other issue, like issue nine or issue eight, I think, um, he like disappears as psycho is trying to grab him. He's like, bring you with me. So I think what, what basically what happened here is flash kind of passed through this moment in time. And as he was dying. And then, so this is basically, I think we kind of see it, it happens really fast because then then like somehow psycho pirate gets left here with holding the you know flash's outfit yeah and like psycho pirate's gone freaking crazy he's screaming come on flash he said you saved me you promised you would you promised the anti-monitor lied to me but i know you won't you're one of the good guys the good guys never lie i'm scared flash so frightened he's going to kill me unless you save me don't just sit there help me save me and i mean psycho pirate just tugging at this costume uh that's been left behind because we saw barry allen turn into ash at this point kid flash is just losing it. he's like no 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 and he runs over and he punches psycho pirate he's like leave that uniform alone get your stinking hands off it so they you know they they basically uh go and intervene between psycho pirate and you know kid flash before kid flash kills him and at this point everyone is looking around and they're basically like um that's that's barry's uniform so they think he's dead but they don't think he's dead because they where, never see a body they never see a body. We'll find out in 20 years, literally. Yeah. But at this point, um, you know, Pariah shows up because God knows he has to show back <laughs> of up. Of course he does. But now the the physical essence of the anti-monitor appears as a giant, and he, he's in this giant George Perez full-page spread, as terrifying as he looks. It's a great spread. Um, you whimpering fools, it's already too late. The moment you set foot on Quard, I guess that's what they call this? Quard. Yeah, Quard is the anti home planet. 
And yeah. it's like the it's the it's the antimatter equivalent of Oa. So he's like, you sealed your fates. This is the day the universe dies. And what we now realize is that the anti-monitor wanted to be defeated to get the heroes to not pay attention, because instead of going and trying to kill a bunch of worlds, what he allowed to happen was for emerging. So that way he could get everybody on one and he can just kill all the existence from here. Uh, next, you know, next page takes us to Atlantis and we see Lori. Lori Lamaris. Lori, this isn't Lori Lamaris. She's a. Uh, I don't know anything about her, but she can swim underwater. I mean, breathe underwater. Yeah. She she dies. Anyway, um, we see. Uh, They're just trimming other- the fat. They're just getting rid of like extra characters that are essentially useless. Yeah, and I mean, the next page is just more buildings collapsing. We see Peacemaker. We see Green Arrow. They're, everyone is going across all the major cities. Gotham, New Orleans, Skataris, I guess, is a place now. And uh, everything is just going back to shit because of those shadow demons. Meanwhile, now the... Um, the, the heroes back on Quard are now fighting the Anti-Monitor, but they, they know that there's nothing they could really do. He's just kind of brought them here to, to kill them. So all the heroes start to try and get together and use all their powers at once to go ahead and kill him. And at one point, what they basically do is they get Dr. Light to send a giant concentrated beam of light as everyone else is kind of weakening his shields. And it almost looks like he's dead. He, he's shot back. That's why the Monitor created her. For this special, for this one moment, that this special moment in time that didn't even actually do the trick, but whatever. Yeah. So basically, Doctor Light has served her purpose, so she could get her own solo series. <laughs> so yes. now, what ends up happening is that um, some of the other universes are starting to split around, and I don't. Do we do we see who that is? Oh yeah. So I think it's Alexander Luther. Right. So Alexander Luther basically somehow becomes God. Yeah. So <laughs> um, there's like seven Deus Ex Machinas in this in this finale here. Yeah. So basically, uh, he does that. He's about to try and save the universe, but then what happens is um, the Anti Monitor's not dead. He's, Again, he up and he's, like, he's the fucking not. Kenny of this thing. Really, he's died like five times. Four of them in this issue. Yeah, so at one point, um, he comes back and he's like, I'm back, mofos. And he uses, he like spits out antimatter, vomit, fire like Godzilla. And basically when he does that, he just erases people from existence. So he kills Earth 2 Wonder Woman. And at this point, Earth 2 Superman is like losing his shit. And he's just like, you know. That's the last straw. Somebody's somebody's going to have to go back and try and fix things. So what ends up happening is earth Two Superman is just like, I'm fucking done with this. So he's just like, if someone's going to live, it's going to be me. So he betrays everyone else and he punches out earth one Superman because what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and reset things using all this extra power because they've all figured out how to manipulate this time space continuum. And uh, at this point, uh, Alex Luther and uh, Superboy are basically like, no, we, we got to do what's right. So they they basically team up against the anti-modern and Earth 2 Superman to try and get things out the best way possible. Meanwhile, um, we're back on Apocalypse. And what uh, you want me to explain this? Because it's yeah. kind of absurd. So basically, because Alexander Luther is made of both matter and antimatter, um, for some reason, that means that Darkseid can use his science I love how it's always a science, like my science is always he can use his science as he explains to Brainiac and and company to look through the eyes of Alexander Luther and 
well eventually I, i'll just take it home here and then he basically does his what's it called the omega omega beam oh, yeah is that the, what it is? The, the omega beam yeah he basically shoots his omega beam through the eyes of alexander luther through through his science portal through alexander luther and blasts the anti-monitor away again <laughs> you want to finish things off because we've only got a few pages left is that pretty much it? Is this is this after he did he come back from the shadow creatures again yet, or is that the, no? This is this is his final death, right? The shadow yeah. creatures are what brought him back the last time. Yeah, he's he's dead, dead now. Yeah, because the last time, okay, so the last time he died, we found out that he he basically died once, and then he reabsorbed the shadow creatures and came back to life, and then he's alive again. But then we realized that what Doctor Occult and those Green Lanterns were doing was changing the nature of the shadow creatures so that they destroyed the anti monitor. But then when that didn't work, then Darkseid came in as Deus Ex Machina number four and actually killed Darkseid with his Omega beams. I believe, yeah, I believe that was his his actual final death there. Yeah. Yeah. So so now what's happened is now alexander luther can go ahead and safely create two earths so earth two superman doesn't have to go out of villain he brings back everyone that he remembers from earth two including lois i don't think that's what happens i think he just brings back lois he just saved lois no because in the next one they uh now he even says he's like uh he's like he's like um you know we fought the good fight we succeeded i wish i only had lois had lived to this because basically the three of them are on the other side everyone else went back to earth is he giving them like their own like pocket world or something basically yeah because this is this is not to spoil it, but uh, this is where they all come back from in, in Infinite Crisis. But they they were all in this Crisis universe, so we get the, these characters all coming back. And I won't spoil what they do, but yeah, he basically. I don't know if we're meant to know that yet. They don't really t- say what's going on. They're like, well, I guess they're, we're going to go off into the unknown. And she, he's like, oh yeah, I had Lois right here, and she just comes out of him. And there's a funny line. She, he he says like, oh, I knew the how the universe would be reborn. I knew the consequences, and I cannot let you of all the heroes suffer in that loss. And and he's like hugging Lois, and she's like, I was inside him, Clark, in a place that was so beautiful. So apparently, she was just living inside Alexander Luther for the last you know whatever until since the since the Earths exploded. And yeah, and then um, yeah, they. they just basically fade off into the unknown whatever whatever that may be yeah so basically like wonder girl also gets some type of like no that's earth two's wonder woman yeah so yeah earth two wonder woman she didn't actually die although she she went to she she basically became like a god and ended up in olympus she went back in time and then was formed out of clay and became a god and that is a wonder woman and then there's also the other Earth One Wonder Woman that still is Wonder Woman that was born. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically, this is now the new continuity on Earth One. Uh, we see who's alive, who's left. Like Power Girl is an orphan of Earth Two, so now she's sticking behind. Yeah, um, so they killed Supergirl and then left us behind Power Girl, who's basically, like you said, thick Supergirl. Thick. Thick <laughs> AF. A good trade. Yeah, I think it is a good trade, to be honest. Yeah. I'm I'm Team Power Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that um, Wally West has become the new Flash, also known as my favorite version of the Flash. We see Jonah Hex was brought out of time, too, so he's yeah. hanging around. By the way, they say Jonah Hex. Oh, now he's still Jonah Hex, this weird cowboy. Oh, but now he's in the future and fights there. Like, what? I don't even know anything about Jonah Hex in the future. I really kind of want to go read that. That's pretty metal. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> and then at the very end, we see uh, Lila and Lady Quark. 
and Pariah have all survived too, and they're doing like their own little memorial service. I'd be fine for, if none uh, of them survived personally. Yeah. I, <laughs> they're doing their own little memorial service for the monitor. They're like, you know, this would happen without him. And we see like a giant Mufasa like face of his in the sky because they're being all <laughs> sentimental. And then it was the very epilogue, Mufasa. <laughs> we find uh, this guy at Arkham Asylum screaming, and all these doctors are like, who's this guy screaming about a crisis and stuff? And we see that Psycho Pirate is alive. He's held in Arkham, and Psycho Pirate remembers everything that mm-hmm. happened. And that is what leaves us with, as they put it at the end, not the end, but the beginning of the future. Yeah, and I think in continuity, like I think even these characters that remember in this story, they basically forget eventually. You know, so that's it's all it does actually like merge the histories as if they've all always been there. Even though, again, with some of them, it makes no sense. I'm not sure if Power Girl always knows she was from somewhere else or what. It's, it's Power, it gets kind of confusing. Power Girl does know. Yeah. She does know. Okay, so there's a few characters that know. The, uh, the Earth Pirate. Two survivors remember everything, and the excuse that they pull prior between this. So Jay Garrick, the JLA, all those guys. So, they, so they know. between this and 2004, 2005's uh, Infinite Crisis, what you see is that the characters from Earth One slowly begin to forget because they've been imbued with this from Earth Two. No, from right. Earth One, oh, from Earth they One. begin to forget. They just they just begin to accept. Oh, they forget, but the Earth Two ones don't. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. And the Earth Two ones are always like, "How are you forgetting all this shit?" Do they ever bring it up? Are they like, "Hey, they, don't you they, remember?" They're, they're like, "There's <laughs> a, there's a reason why." Oh, interesting. There's a reason. I will. Why. Can I? Can you tell me? Because all all that all that like cosmic energy from like the antimatter universe and stuff like that it affected them. And what it's going to do is it's going to help lead to the splitting of the multiverses again. So that way you see a re a recreation of a lot of those planets that we saw lost and a bunch of them getting lost again and it's messing with their heads. So they're mm-hmm. beginning to forget even who they are at certain points. It's just science. Just science. That's, that's just the simple antimatter matter stuff, you know, the basics. <sighs> Man, um, we accomplished something big. Can you imagine? There was probably a day if we tried to do this early on in the show, we would have done this in one episode. I don't know how, but we would. It would have been really long, but we would have just tried to do it. Episode. Yeah, I'm so glad we split this into three parts. So glad. Yeah, my God, this is this was this was people. You don't understand how much we were dreading getting to this story, but it wasn't for no good reason. It was actually enjoyable. I mean, we'll just get right into the reviews. Like, I, I, do you want to go first? I kind of want you to go first. I, I, I've always loved these crisis events. They're big, you know, moments that you get to see things that you will never see in any individual book. Um, I remember reading Infinite Crisis first. My Uncle Brody, shout out to my Uncle Brody who listens. Uh, he went ahead and sent me a hardcover version of that. And I was always like, this shit's crazy. It's awesome. And then a few years later, I read Crisis on Infinite Earths. So I'm like, this shit's crazy. It's awesome. And uh, I mean, each time I read something like this, we had Final Crisis with uh, Grant Morrison and that was different. But then we had all of, like the, the Dark Knights metal and the death metal events and everything else. And I mean, we, we have even have to include like Zero Hour and all the Rebirth stuff. I mean, DC does it better when it comes to these. I'll say that I've there have been very few big crossover events through DC that I dislike, even some of the smaller, more character focused stuff like Death of Superman or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Batman death. Of, I'm not death in the family, but when Batman got his back broken and shit like that, like Nightfall, they just do it yeah. great. Nightfall. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what sucked me into DC. Originally it was, it was uh death of Superman and nightfall. I was just so 
blown away by those events. And I still, even looking back at them, I, I think they're really well done. I mean, maybe there's like some issues we don't need here and there and some extraneous character arcs we don't need. But overall, I mean, it's a cohesive story that they really, I think the key of both of these, including with Crisis here, is that they they were patient. They they took a whole year with this. They took a whole year with Nightfall, a whole, not, not a whole year with Death of Superman, but with the entire storyline, Funeral for a Friend, and uh, You Return to Superman and all that. That was across the whole year. So it's really, I think the, these, these work when they're really planned out and they really stick to a plan and you know even if they get a little kind of convoluted along the way if there's a cohesive plan they can make them work and dc does have a, a decent track record of doing that when they when they put their hearts into it yeah and i mean just just comparing this to secret war all done by the same artists secret wars um go, go and look at secret wars which i still really love that was the first big event i read as a kid i was nine years old when i read it um i still love secret wars but i mean you just look at how they did that versus what they allowed george perez to do here and, and i want to say it now because i want to make sure i don't forget about it we joked a few episodes ago because i actually thought that george perez had died and we did some impromptu live research and found that george perez is alive only yes. two weeks later to learn that george perez has been diagnosed with terminal cancer yeah. uh, pancreatic cancer and he has between six months to a year left so instead of undergoing chemotherapy or other treatments which would take a giant strain on him and only probably prolong his pain he's decided to uh, attend one more signing finish off his remaining commissions and he's had to cancel the others and he's going to spend the rest of his time uh with us with his wife and his family uh you know it's 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 sad because we're losing him, but it's another one of those moments where we can appreciate the man that the the man who made such amazing artwork. I don't think comic book artists really get much credit because I, you know even now, which is sad. I think now they're getting more of their due, but like comic book art has always been put aside as like not real art. But when you look at people like him, like Alex Ross, oh, Alex Ross, yeah, don't. Try telling that to Alex Ross. I mean, Greg Capullo. um, I mean, just you could name so many people. I mean, George Perez is easily on the Mount Rushmore of comic book artists with like Ditko and others and Kirby. Kirby, Um, Ditko, Perez, and I don't know. I'll have to think about Maybe someone from the modern era for the the fourth one. Maybe we'll do do that a show. Maybe we'll do a a show someday. Maybe. Maybe our Mount Rushmore's of artists. Either way, I mean, George Perez... I, uh, you know, it, it, it hit me when I saw that the other day. And, you know, it's moments like this where it's like his work gets to live on and we get to enjoy and nerd out about it. And even though the man will not be here much longer, his spirit will live on through his artwork, like so many other fantastic artists throughout our age. And he is, uh, he is on there. So I'm going to go ahead and give my score. I'm giving George, I'm giving the artwork a five out of five. Can't, can't argue with any of this. I saw very few flaws. It's just he took, each issue of such precision. You see this with a lot of artists for big events like this, they kind of diminish. And I did credit. I, I, I am, I am objective. Uh, when it came to um, infinity gauntlet, I did say that there were certain parts where towards the last couple of issues, it looked like Perez had been kind of slacking a little bit. It's, it didn't seem as crisp and as uh, you know, not good as the first couple of issues. He, he kept it consistent from issue one until the end of this 12 issue series. I'm giving it a five out of five. And then for the, for the story I'm giving it, um, I'm not, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five only because my metric for stories is usually, is it good for beginners? Is it good for new people? Not good for new people, but 
it's one of those situations where it's so much fun. There's no way a new person wouldn't just be excited to learn about all these things and get to see so many character collaborations and everything else. I am giving Crisis on Infinite Earths by Marv Wolfman and George Perez a 9.5 out of 10. All right. Well, uh, I'll start again with the art. And again, um, you know, sad about George Perez. Well, it was it was a roller coaster. <laughs> We're glad to find out he's alive and then sad, sad to hear this news. But uh, what better way to honor the man than to give him his very well-deserved five, double fives from the SBC crew. Um, if there's, if, if, if five has a meaning that it has no meaning, if this isn't a five, you know, like how could you not give this a five? This is one of the best artists of all time at his best. This is some of his absolute best work. And the, just the deep, the the fact that he can draw so many characters in such detail with such precision. I mean, you can have tiny panels with like 10 characters battling and unless you don't know the characters, because there's a lot, but if you know who they are, you can tell who they all are. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And I I mean, just to have, and you could tell there's the passion here. And I also like, he did a lot of unique things with, layouts um like the the one issue with the uh like the monitor files i really love how that whole thing was laid out um it's just it's just fucking beautiful what else can i say so of course the arc gets a five and i i, I kind of went back and forth in the story a little bit but I, i'll say this this surprised me even though i've read the story it still surprised me how how much of a slog it wasn't you know because it, it it's a long and it took a while to get through but it, it's not boring it's never boring there's always so much going on almost too much going on but i think in this special case even though yes it's not great for new readers necessarily it's almost like it's it's not great for seasoned readers. like it's so crazy that even you and i can't you know keep up with all the characters so it's almost like when it's this crazy eh, anybody should probably read it because it is like a classic story even if you're kind of new to comics it's like shit just dive dive into the deep end and and dive into this thing listen to this podcast if you need help kind of breaking it down a little bit and i mean so yes i, I will say the my only real flaws with the whole thing uh because it is really impressive how he really told a cohesive story i like little aspects of it i think there was a little too much deus ex machina at the end there there was like four Four times the antimonder died. Then, no, oh no, god. now no, we know. you're god. No, I'm god. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but I do like that it was Dark Side that that delivered the death blow. That is like a very, very good use of Dark Side and very consistent with his power level in terms of DC Comics. And of course, these two would feud again in Jeff's John's uh, Dark Side War many, many decades later, which is a great story. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I there are I can't give it a perfect five because there are some elements I didn't exactly love. Um, and I, I really, again, I could do without Pariah ever having existed and without Remember Harbinger. The new, remember the the new Wildcat? Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to her. But Ghost Tank, but then again, you get Ghost Tank, so you get points for that. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give it a 4.5. It's great. It's it's very well done. It's for such a big story with so many characters, for Marv Wolfen to pull this off in in what, at the end of the day, is a fairly cohesive fashion. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Not quite perfect, but still deserves a very high score, very high praise, and it got some high pra- praise from us because it gets an SPC total of 19 that is not our highest because we've had i think maybe two or three tens um but it's pretty darn close pretty darn close so this is obviously an absolute must read for any comic book fan i'd say even if you're a newbie i would just say screw it just dive in because it's like too much to follow anyway so just have fun with it and and read it I, i i think everybody should read this yeah, absolutely. If you think you're a comic collector and a comic aficionado, you cannot claim to be one if you have not read 
Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I will say that even if you're not and you just want all the fun of it, I got to say one of the best uh, comic to screen adaptations has got to be the CW crossovers. Those were so much fun to watch. They spread between Arrow, Batgirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. Uh, They even did something with Black Lightning. I watched all of those, and they were awesome. And uh, it's uh, it's just one of those things where like DC fully embraced it even before Marvel did with Loki on screen. We got to see Ezra Miller meet um, Grant, you know uh, Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin, who plays the CW Flash and stuff like that. Like it was so fun. They pulled freaking Kevin freaking Smith to do a Talking Dead style post crisis show. Like just go watch that. You even get to see Brandon Routh return as superman like it's freaking crazy so i i highly recommend watching that too it's a it's a great you know homage it's fun. to the stuff it's, it's, it's fun. absolutely fun it's the only am- amount of wb superhero programming i've watched in the last couple of years i just tuned in just for that and didn't didn't get me interested enough to go back to any of the regular series <laughs> but it was fun you know i will i will say that you get to see everyone they brought back smallville superman yeah. i mean come on um, but yeah, that that wraps it. That wraps Crisis Month for us. Um, we got a couple more weeks here in the in the year, so we're gonna wind things down. Uh, but uh, of course, if you have enjoyed our antics over the last uh, almost a year and a half now, we urge you to consider tossing us your support over patreon.com slash second print pod, where we do all sorts of bonus content, including shows like what Mark missed Remzo rants. And right now we are doing Hawkeye recaps with, it always starts off with one of us in charge and ends up, you know, a roundabout cast as uh, especially in my case, uh, you know, scheduling conflicts and that such. But uh, this week, Remzo will be bringing you hopefully with a uh, Caleb or maybe another guest, the recap of the latest Hawkeye. Yeah, all that and more at patreon.com slash second print pod. Oh yeah. We have a sign up, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do i almost forgot don't forget to read comics oh, and, <laughs> and change, change the fucking the world and change the multiverse, multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, adios america no. good night everybody <laughs> whatever bye we're crisis out <laughs> see ya <laughs> <laughs>